far, far away in the year 2013. Power Rangers, <laughs> Power Rangers. Where did Rangers. They live? Did we figure that out? Uh, no, I don't think it was ever said. Angel Grove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll look it, it up. It is an anniversary season. I'll uh, I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> the plot to season one of Megaforce is like condensed to a paragraph. I don't know if this bodes well. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say. Maybe we have to go on the Power Rangers wiki? Harwood County. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They wouldn't. Yeah. Harwood County, California. So is this the OC? <laughs> no, it's the HC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Harwood I can't County, believe they California. named it that. Yep. They could have just put us back in Angel Grove because that's what it, they were going they for. They could have, and we literally are in California again. Like, that is established. So, Harwood County, California. Go ahead and do it. Rangers and residents of Harwood County, welcome <laughs> to the Sentai Truther Club. My name is Grav, and of course, with me, I have my best friend, Kennedy. Hey, hi. And today, uh, we're reviewing... Power Rangers Megaforce, the first episode. Mega Mission. Mega Mission. Pretty generic name, but that's whatever. It's, it's not a big <laughs> <laughs> uh, And you know what? We didn't invite anybody, any guests for this episode because Our everybody. We're really low. <laughs> Uh, like really, Samurai has sucked, and everybody online is basically like most people online seem to say that Megaforce is worse. Megaforce is the hardest Power Rangers to obtain by certain measures. Really, by any measure, actually, it's hard to uh, it's hard to watch. Like it's hard to stream it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so they're really uh, trying to keep this one away from us. Uh, I managed to secure a copy, which I managed to share with Kennedy. Um, and, uh, or at least I managed to watch with Kennedy, you know, we were a bit surprised. I think the problem is, is that our bar is really low at this point. <laughs> That's like, part we've of seen it. a lot of bad power Rangers. It's the curse of wanting an encyclopedic knowledge of power Rangers. We've watched a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Um, however, I did stop the episode four minutes in and go, this dialogue is way more intelligent than anything we got in Samurai and Super Samurai. So there's that. What, what were your expectations going into this, Kennedy? Yeah, I mean, my expectations were really low. Like I said, everybody online seemed to be like, yeah, you know, Samurai sucks, Super Samurai sucks. And then most people seem to indicate that Megaforce was, if anything, even worse. So my expectations were ultra low. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't say that just because they were ultra low that I gave this like too much of a pass because like i mean i gave super samurai as a season like a three i'm st i'm still passing out the judgments as i see fit believe me um uh i'm not numb to the idea of power rangers somehow getting worse or something like that uh there just actually was more here i think yeah 
Uh, this is an anniversary season. If that wasn't apparent by the Ranger designs and what they were going for in the intro, uh, it seems to be very spoilery almost. Like they didn't have to reveal the fact that, you know, all of these Rangers are going to eventually show up in the show. But uh, hey, it's a way to draw you in if you know anything about Power Rangers. They're definitely cashing in on the nostalgia a little bit. And there's definitely an aspect of that that's like, okay. But also, like, I don't know. At this point, like, they didn't go too far in the first episode. They just dropped some fun hints, and it kind of works. Yeah. For context, Power Rangers Samurai and Super Samurai was supposed to be seen as a uh, return to form for Power Rangers. And we agreed that it was going for, like, a vibe of old school Power Rangers, per se. But... In reality, I think it eventually became its own thing. It's just its own thing is bad. Yeah. Um, this one is definitely like, hey, remember when the Power Rangers had an ideological edge? Yeah, me too. Let's reintroduce that. Yeah. You're like, and okay. It, it's, it's just very traditional Power Rangers right off the jump. We get introduced to our Rangers right away. We get established, uh, you know, what kinds of people they are right away. You know, that they're, they're like, cool, somewhat popular, sporty kids that, you know, know stuff and blah. You know, like, they're, they're Power Ranger type teens. Like, they're, they're really classic, like, you know, just like that. Not necessarily, like, the Power Rangers, you never necessarily thought they were, like, the valedictorians of their school. But it's, like, these are kids that are, like, thriving in their high school years and, like, doing a lot. And that's these kids again. Like, we're back to, like, the 90s model of, like, you know, look at these, look at these model students. Look at these great kids. Yeah. And honestly, it's fine. It just, you know, they don't spend a lot of time on it. They just, they're like, hey, you know what's up. And, and we move through it quickly. But they explain it. Fine. You know what? I, but, like, here's the difference. Like, I know, like, our biggest critique about last season, in particular, Super Samurai, was that, like, Oh, uh, the villains especially, like, explained everything out loud. This one, you're right. They took way less time, like, explaining every, like, the intricacies of how the Rangers work, how this whole, you know, universe works and everything. And the Rangers seem to just roll with it, but they roll with it in such a way that it doesn't seem bizarre. Yeah, it doesn't seem like, why are they rolling with this? <laughs> yeah, it's more or less like, okay, yeah, you know, I get that. Um, and they pose a lot of interesting questions in the beginning of the episode that really gets your mind going like, huh? Yeah. What do you think? Also, You're there's the viewer. a lot of like, there's a lot of like sophisticated dialogue and character action that goes on right away. That's, I mean, like they're using more big words in like the first five minutes of this episode than all of Samurai and Super Samurai. Yeah, there was multiple times where I was just pausing it and I'm going like, if this was Samurai, it would have stopped at this sentence and we would have moved on to a different character. Yeah, like, instead, like, the characters are actually having, like, complex thoughts and, like, pursuing those and complex conversations and they have interests in things. And yes, again, the tropes are very, like, on the nose in some ways. The Blue Ranger is a nerd. You know, the pink ranger is like an environmentalist, slightly girly girl. Like, it's very much callbacks to like old tropes of 
uh, Power Rangers archetypes that have worked well. But honestly, like, I don't think that's a huge problem necessarily. Sometimes, like, you try too hard to reinvent something, you know? And, like, I'm not saying that innovation is all bad. I think Power Rangers RPM is the, my favorite season of the show. And that's one of the most out there seasons that you could possibly conceive of and still call it the Power Rangers. I, um, I, th- I thought uh, Samurai was, or not Samurai, uh, Ninja Storm. They're Ninja both, Storm. I, I give them both 10s. So it's like, it kind of depends on like, RPM How you is feeling like, that if, day? I, if I want something like a little bit more challenging and artistic. And Ninja Storm is just like really, really fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. RPM. Speaking of like older series that we reflect back on, yo, I'm telling you, like <laughs> Jungle Fury, mad slept on. <laughs> it had its moments. It really did. My my only critique that I'm gonna start right off the jump is is that I knew it was an anniversary season. How much are they gonna be? How much are they gonna exploit that? <laughs> Being as someone who has watched this show for 18, 19 seasons now. How are you going to abuse my nostalgia to keep me going? And in in what way, shape, or fashion is it going to be interesting enough to to con- to continue? Because honestly, I was like, this might be a fucking Operation Overdrive situation where I just fucking quit out middle and I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we'll just skip straight to the movie if need be. But uh, and we still might. I mean, who knows? But but. Uh, I think what's here has a lot to chew on. So let, let's start uh, Let's start cutting. Yeah, so like I was saying, you know, so we, we see the, first we see the Red Ranger, be a little more specific. He's on the bus, he's asleep. He's the worst Ranger. I'm just going to get that out of the way. Um, he was the Common Rider likeable. Dragon Knight ass intro. Yeah. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. He has a, he has a dream about a legendary battle. A legend, wait for it, dairy battle involving all of the power rangers your favorites are here mystic force red uh ninja storm blue you know all that shit they're all out there they're all is an aliens fuck spaceships oh fuck what craziness and then he wakes up it was a dream and the bus driver's like, mm. you're going to be late to school, kid. Get out of here. That was crazy. <laughs> I'm making him sound cooler than he actually is. <laughs> he, like, delivers the most wooden lines. It's hilarious. It's like, what if Jaden... I mean, you said he was hotter. I don't know. Give Jaden probably the exact same haircut, and Jaden looks better. Um, Maybe. Yeah, but I, uh, I literally said he was five percent hotter. I mean, it wasn't much of an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five percent about... hotter, twenty percent worse at acting at least. Actually, more than that, I think maybe even like Jaden had his moments. This guy is sucking so far. If if I'm gonna rag on anything in this episode, it's this guy. But honestly, that is my only major complaint. So I really wanted to get that out of the way right away because like I have a few other and it's not terrible. Time. It's not like unlistenable it's He's just not quite noticeable. as bad as operation overdrive red for oh instance. yeah he's not quite as bad as that yeah the rest of the rangers actually seem pretty cool uh yellow and pink have a little introductory scene where we learn about them in the hallway um and they're actually like talking about interesting things um blue and green are like 
having like a dumb debate in class about like robots and who's hot and stuff. And honestly, like I thought that dynamic worked really well of like, let's have the two guys like talk about women, but let's have the women talk about like things that matter to them and not talk about men right away. You know, like, yeah, I thought that was kind of the best test. Yeah, it's like they twisted it a little, you know, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, for them to just like put that spin on it, because like that's that's different from you know as much as this is a reflection of the old school, that's different. Because we know in old school Power Rangers, there was a lot of like the girls gossiping about boys and stuff. That was and shopping, more... yeah, and shopping, lots of shopping. And there's no there's no women be shopping here. It's just like you know, normal stuff. Um, yeah. And and that was good. So the introduction of all the rangers overall is pretty good. Um, and uh, again, like these introductions, they're fast. You don't need much. Like we've been saying, they they just kind of plow through it. Um, you get the sense that this teacher character, Mr. Burley, is going to be coming back a bit. He appears in the credits and also like he's right away sort of hamming it up a little bit. But it's it's not over the top. He seems like a fun teachery character that might be fine like like some of the old you know, uh, friendly people around town and other Power Rangers, like the, you know, the guy who owns the juice bar, and Ernie, things like that. Um, the Rangers yeah. uh, get out of school and uh, they largely, some of them head to an ice cream shop. Um, while they're like doing their things, we cut to this mysterious cave with some colorful lights that happen to look like Ranger colors. <laughs> and uh Wally's there. You remember Wally? <laughs> yeah, this weird like Wally with downloaded Alpha 6 personality is there. It's fine. Yeah, it's, better it's, than most uh side characters that we normally get. A lot better than like something like the owl from Lightspeed that actually annoyed me or something like, you know, like I just want to be clear like the robot doesn't annoy me that much. Maybe a slight detriment, though, just because at certain moments it was like a little too hammy, and especially because the quality of the robot CGI is like mediocre. Like, don't don't spend a bunch of time hamming it up with the mediocre looking robot, you know? Yeah. Um, but other than that, like the robot's not super offensive, honestly, and the mentor seemed fine. Uh, the mentor is like this huge glowing head. We have Zordon at home. Yeah, it's, it's, we have Zordon at home. And honestly, fine. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's don't like overthink a... it if you don't need to. If you have a good mentor idea that's original and creative for the season, great. But don't force something, <laughs> you know? Like the, the samurai, super slash super samurai, you know, we have G, the mentor. And, like, that character... The whole dynamic of that character never worked out. It never made sense. Uh, I would rather just have something more traditional that seems, you know, just fine from the start. Also, uh, the name of their mentor is Gosei, which is very fun if you're, like, you actually understand how this show gets made. <laughs> yeah. They don't erase the dimension of Gosei anywhere. They just kind of, like, fuck with the lighting so it doesn't illuminate those parts as much. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Drake, one of my favorite uh, rap albums of all time was Drake's uh, If You're Reading This, It's Too Late. Uh, very energetic album. It came out at a very uh, 
cool time in my life where I was driving to Magic the Gathering Grand Prix. Uh, I think I went to like GP Miami and that came out and I was just like bumping it, you know, um, one of my favorite rap albums of the 2010s for sure. Uh, Big Sean came out with an album a couple years later called I Decided. Stole the if you're reading this, it's too late flow. And I was like, you know what? I'm fine with it because I <laughs> liked if you're reading this, it's too late so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's and like also, yeah, you might have a did a, he did a worthy like attempt at it, you know? It wasn't like he yeah. did, he just like blatantly ripped it off just to try to cash in and he like really wanted to try to like do it. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? It's good. Not bad at all. It passes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's not annoying, you know. He he gives a solid performance. He gives a good Zordon impression. That's all you can really say so far. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Now I'm thinking about Big Sean, though. Got that <laughs> stuck in my head. That song goes hard. It does. <laughs> um, okay, but back to Power Rangers. So, uh, so there's a, a, a very... Um, a, a very referential bit of dialogue between the robot helper and Gosei, where uh, Gosei's like, we need some heroes with boundless energy and determination. And the robot's like, oh no, teenagers! And it's, you know, <laughs> it, it's about, it's, hey, we're doing it. And again, it's fine. Like, it's fun. Um, most yeah, most of the, of the time we don't even get an explanation, but... really. They're just like, oh, we're just fucking picking teenagers just cuz you know like, yeah. like we normally don't get like a, oh this is the reason why you were chosen so the also, fact that they like blatantly like just copy paste it from mmpr is fine because you know what it, it felt more genuine and authentic than samurai and super samurai yes exactly agreed um so uh also we don't get introduced to the villain directly which is a really interesting choice um, Gosei explains that aliens are invading Earth pretty vaguely. Like, there's not really, like, a clear explanation given yet. Um, and also, we don't see the main villain. Like, we don't really know what the plot is yet in that regard. Uh, so that was an interesting choice to just sort of, like, leave that hanging for now and, again, not try to over-explain too much in the intro. Um, so, uh, they summon... The teenagers we knew were going to end up being Power Rangers to the chamber. Gosei explains, hey, you got to be Power Rangers. That's how it is. Got to save the world. The teens are like, <laughs> you know what? All right, fine. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what, though? It's pretty funny it's because, fine. like, in this one, I think I criticized that a little bit in MMPR where they had the right of first refusal. But um there we didn't really talk about it but in the beginning of this episode there was there was like a an ideological slant to the power rangers right we're back to 90s environmentalism yeah and there's talks about like who is going to be the last species alive on earth after everything is said and done and uh you know you get a couple of answers pink ranger says uh bugs because they'll survive whatever the fuck we do to the earth and literally which, like that's you know, minus the fuck. That's literally what she says. She's like, we're we're destroying the planet. <laughs> yeah. You have Blue Ranger, who's the techno-optimist. He's like a anarcho... What is it? Anarcho-syndicalist? No, not syndicalist. No, he's, uh, he's an anarcho-transhumanist. <laughs> yeah, you have a anarcho-transhumanist Blue Ranger who's all like, robots. 
I'm like, this motherfucker hasn't read Dune, has he? <laughs> <laughs> has but then, but Dune. then you but have. But even though his answer is kind of goofy, it still works in terms of like, they're not trying to present him as necessarily being right. They're just showing you what he's like. Yeah, and on top of that, he gives an explanation as to why he says robots. And you in have, one of the scenes you have... where Red Ranger doesn't suck completely, because it's weird. Like it's like every fourth line he delivers it like correctly. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so Red Ranger comes through the Chad himbo that he is, having read Dune, and goes, "Actually, humans are going to be the last species to survive on Earth." And because then together, why? And the Soviet anthem starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says because when we band together, we can overcome anything. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think I kind of maybe simplified that exchange said, a little bit. If we work together, which I really thought was interesting because he frames it specifically as like, we have to choose that kind of. Yes, yeah. we forge our own destiny. Yeah. Uh, very cool, very cool exchange. So skipping forward over to, you know, them being decisive and being like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, let's do this shit. It brings it into a more modern lens of it being like 20 years later, we're still dealing with climate change and everything. And instead of them just going, nah, homie, like, I'm going to live till I'm 80. My grandkids will be the ones still fighting climate change. It's whatever. Now they're like, yes, let's do this, please. We got to help. Um, and Pink Ranger especially is given a lot of personality in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, Very sort of, like, progressive in a way that's just like, uh, I, I say that in a very Western sort of headspace but what it's i mean by that a woke misogyny aspect to it but <laughs> it's still yeah because like good. <laughs> yeah because she's like the environmentalist who goes out into nature nature and like takes photographs of like bugs and everything you know she's but, a little quirky her yeah. best friend's the yellow ranger who's like this like tomboy ish but not really type of personality Oh, and by the way, I thought it was great that they just established that those two are great friends from the start. That was another awesome choice, I thought, honestly. Yeah, they were best friends from the jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that, that stuff was mad cool. And it's like blue and green are also basically best friends from the jump. And then you yeah. have one guy who's the new kid in town, and that's the Red Ranger, and that works well as a dynamic, too, in a lot of ways. So it's like, actually, the composition of this team is pretty smart. There's a lot of things here that are just working. I'm so... I, I don't want to get my hopes too high because I feel like it's going to get worse somehow. But right now, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only problem is, is that it's Haim Saban. So, like, you know, uh, Pink Ranger is sexualized in outfit choice compared to everyone else, which is interesting. But really, like, I think other than that one critique, everyone had pretty okay dialogue. I wouldn't say it was, like, terribly smart. Um, but... It at least operated at like a fourth grade level, which is Even a little bit Red more tolerable. Ranger wasn't a total dumbass. Like as much as we're ragging on him, it was acceptable most of the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it was kind of like a situation where it's like this is our Red Ranger, this dork, and then the other four four Rangers all actually seem really interesting. Great, well done. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, we said Green Ranger before, but it's actually Black Ranger. Oh, and, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Black Ranger is openly horny on Maine for Gia, 
our yellow ranger um yeah. and uh this leads to a plot line where he's basically trying to like get her attention and she's ignoring him etc and uh they go to the ice cream shop the ice cream shop owner or at least the operator i don't i don't know i feel like this show bangs when we talk about it conceptually speaking but sometimes execution wise i feel like the acting is still not quite that there and it was very apparent with the ice cream shop owner yeah that ice cream shop owner i hope that he improves a little if we're gonna see more of him yeah he was like i hired the guy at my local bodega to be a part of my film <laughs> he's like i wanted an authentic bodega guy you know and yeah. it's like, but the problem with authentic bodega guys is you have to ask them to repeat themselves because they're like mumbling and they're hungover. Yeah. <laughs> like his accent wasn't even a problem. It was just like the delivery, you know? Yeah. It was like some of the lines were just like a little bit like rushed or stiff. And it was just like, it, yeah, I don't know. It just made the whole thing weird. Yeah, I thankfully they didn't linger on it too long, but it was definitely like a a sour spot in the in the episode. So again, they become rangers. They get sent off on their first mission. There's aliens attacking right now. Um oh, really briefly before we get all the way to that, there is a quickly or a quick moment of like basically there's all these like really high quality resin casts of all the previous Power Rangers in these, like, display cases lining the walls of their, like, command room place that they're in. Cave? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's very cavey. And uh, <laughs> it could have been a... That could have been a little bit more techno, honestly. Like, yeah. while we're throwing back to the original Power Rangers so much anyway, give me some big consoles full of flashing lights next to Gosei. The direct comparison isn't with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I feel like the direct comparison is with Dino Thunder. Or like it was almost like the a little like the Zeo base. Yeah. I feel like this was a better start to the anniversary season than uh, Dino Thunder was for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh there's all these resin casts of Rangers that have come before and one of the new rangers does ask about it and Gosei explains, hey, those are all the Power Rangers that have ever been before. And we see, you know, some MMPR folks get a close-up, Lightspeed gets a close-up, a couple other seasons. So you can tell, like, oh, it really is everybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like the fact that they're embracing the history of the rangers so directly honestly compared to like the other anniversary seasons which would just kind of like pull it in in some way or kind of tease at it in different ways but didn't really ever get into it here they're just like yeah you are a part of this legacy here it is boom and uh I, I, yeah i'm down with that yeah so it's much uh, more fun this way yeah it's more fun uh, so the, the Rangers, uh, I feel like I'm just saying like I'm fine with things a lot this time. is because a lot of this isn't like perfect and some of it is a little cheesy, but like it overall just kind of works, like I've been saying. So the Rangers head out to battle and uh, they try to fight the aliens a little bit hand to hand, but it's way, they're way outmatched without powers. And so they're like, hey, we're going to have to morph. By the way, the morphers look kind of cool, but they're really big. Yeah, really just shrink it down by like 20% and you got yourself a decent morpher. 
I think the thing is, is that they got like full size CCG cards that go inside of them, a la Common Rider Dragonite, another weird mm-hmm. parallel. Yep. Yeah, they have the they have to be able to put the card in. That seems to be the basis of the size, but like, use like a a mini card. You know, just use a smaller size. Mega Man card Battle Network. You know, the PET. Yeah. Yeah, you ever get one in. of those little like travel poker decks? When you're like on the road trip or whatever, right? Like you ever you ever pog. own some pogs? It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> Put some pogs in them. <laughs> um, no, that was last season. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, and honestly, the card thing is cool, so I'm down with it. But yeah, the morphers just a little too big. Um. It would have been cool if the Morpher was like 20, 30, maybe even like 40% smaller. It's really big. <laughs> yeah, it's like the size of like a 1990s cell phone. <laughs> like, it's a thick it chunk. It feels like the, they're having the problem that of like the, the smartphone problem where like smartphones just finally got too big and now it's like going back the other way. It's like they yeah. have like 2016 smartphones and they're like, oh, this is just a little too big in my hand. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> the mega. <laughs> yeah. But the Morpher looks cool. It's like their mentor Gosei's like robot face, which is a cool look. It's a good design. So works. Um, and they slide these cards into them and it's all cool. Um, I was going to say, it reminded me of like Digimon Tamers. Yeah, because they had like a specific cutscene. It's like Digi modify, kind of like that. But instead, it's just like a fucking Power Rangers cutscene with dramatic lighting, dramatic as hell. Lighting. Oh, the lighting is lighting. so dramatic this season. Yeah, <laughs> they were going hard on the special effects with the lighting. You know, though, a lot of the special effects did look really good. Yeah, it was better. Um, I don't know. I guess they like increased the budget a little bit for this one. It just felt definitely seemed like more immersive than Samurai and Super Samurai. And you know, you have to give the credit to Saban as a producer that compared to a lot of other producers, when faced with like a stumbled season of the Power Rangers, Saban's answer is always put more money and more effort in. He's never just like, oh, well, I guess it's. I guess it's running its course. We'll just, you know, bleed it's it out. It's never an RPM situation where it's just like, or what is it called? Bioware magic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where they'll just somehow come up with a hit through cut budgets and and overworking everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I get so, there is some credit to that. Uh, I do have some issues with the fight scenes. You were saying that the, the sound effects were good. I thought they were so okay. Okay, there were times where they could have been way punchier. Also, they could have introduced the guitar sooner. We need some yeah, more Deedleys. I'll give it that. The, the Deedleys came too late. Uh, they did show up, but they just they, they showed up just a little too late. Um, but I thought the sound of, like the combat sound effects, I thought a lot of them were really good. I thought what was muted was just like the basic stuff, like the punches and things like that. Yeah, like the more specific powers, the sound design was really good. Actually, it was like very fun and imaginative sound design that was like a little bit nostalgic, but also like clean and modern in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and I liked it. Uh, um, so I give the credit to that. The other thing that w- was really really nice in this first moment of you know the Rangers being Rangers was the Ranger suits themselves. 
which look incredible. Before we get into that, I do want to make mention of one particular scene. Mm. Uh, so they're in the fight, and uh, so Power Rangers only escalate when necessary, right? Yeah. Uh, this was definitely a case where they conveyed that to the viewer because the enemies at first were like fighting with their fists and the Rangers were like, yeah, you know, we got like a basic power up, right? From from getting the, being attached to the morphing grid. So we can keep up a little bit. But then once the, once the aliens start blasting, they're like, oh shit, <laughs> we got to morph now. Yeah, a lot of really clear escalation and really clear stakes. Yeah, because um, that that shit felt like it was gonna do damage the way they were like reacting to it. Yeah, and they're like they're literally like leaping over cars to avoid it. Yeah, <laughs> like 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 doing like rolls over the hood, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, honestly, that was great. Um, a lot of really good, like pacing to a, a lot of that stuff. Some of the choreography itself a little mediocre, but like the storytelling, fine. Um, and uh, so they morph. The morphing sequence is a little bit indulgent, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's not the worst morphing sequence by any means. I think every sequence with them in CGI needs to be played about twenty percent faster. There's like certain parts where they use the morpher to like for to put a card in and there's like a delayed reaction and saying a line or something. Uh sometimes the rangers take a while to do certain things, certain actions. Yeah, the, the final the final blast where they they like form a, a big cannon which is of course like a, a common power rangers staple is to take a I kind of missed that. That wasn't in the last cannon. one, right? It was, but it was very poorly done and like very sporadically used. Oh and yeah, I was like, man, stupid because it was gigantic. Oh yeah, <laughs> unwieldy. Yeah. Um. So they form a cannon, um, and yeah, that whole sequence with the cannon like took a little too long. I noticed that one too. Um, it was just like, hmm, this is dragging out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual effects were good. Yeah, like, visually and like the audio. Yeah. Um. Most of the voice lines were delivered well. Uh, also, oh, something else we forgot to draw attention to is Gia really stands out right away in the fight. And there seems to be an implication she might be kind of the shadow leader here. Because, like, as soon as the fighting starts, she's, like, at the front of the pose and is, like, the first one to throw blows. So that was really yeah. too, in terms of, hmm, where is this going? <clears throat> uh, yeah, Gia rocks. Gia is... Uh, you know, in battle for the grid because she's somewhat of a fan favorite. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing we'll see why is all I'm really saying so far. <laughs> I mean, we got debated by Lauren Chiba, though. I... <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> they did her justice in the comics, apparently, on in Shattered Grid. And to be fair, it was depicted in Battle for the Grid as well in the story mode. But yeah. Yeah, that was a heavy debate because I was so looking forward to Lauren Sheba. And then that been that was like a big load of nothing. But hey, Gia seems way more promising either way. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the Ranger suits look amazing. I want to talk about that for a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were saying they look like Versace Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, this suits. is like this is like a like a, a Louis Vuitton or like a Versace. This is like a high fashion ranger suit. It's really good looking. 
Yeah. Um, so first of all, the helmets have like their animal sort of imprinted on the side in the glass in this really nice looking way. Um, which is great and right away just, you know, helps to keep establishing like what sort of like uh action tropes go with the characters and things. Um the visor design is is fine. It's like a little bit different on each helmet, but it's not like uh jarring or anything and and that's like a nice choice I thought. Um kissable plastic lips, which of course is always like essential for a great ranger suit. Um on their forehead, they have this little like intricate gold crest that looks cool as fuck. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Where did you get these? <laughs> this is way cooler than a lot of other suits that we've seen. Damn. And then the rest of the the helmet, of course, is a really important part of a good ranger suit. But the rest of the suit is also great. They got these really fly gold belts where they keep their cards. Uh, they got like two tone pants. Uh, yeah, like the pants are like kind of like they're mostly white, but then it's like they kind of blends into the jacket in this way that works really well. The jackets are cool as fuck. They have like these like sick ass crests on the front of their jackets that are unique to each of them. All in it gold. It feels like a, a good revision to the Wild Force suits. Yeah, it does in a lot of ways. Um and the boots. The boots are good. Like they're a little silly looking, but they work. Nah, they're styling. Like I, I really like them. They they really fit and they make the suit come together in a way where it looks and also like the gloves and the cuffs and everything too. The whole ensemble put together, it has that effect where you don't have that pajamas moment that you sometimes have with Rangers suits where you see it from the wrong angle and you're like, Oh, that's just a guy in pajamas. Like <laughs> you never felt like that looking at these suits because so many of the details are right. That they just seem to look good from every angle. Really impressive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wanted to give those suits some attention because they kicked ass. So the Rangers get back to uh, base after defeating the monster. They don't use a Megazord in this episode, but the, uh, their mentor does tell them that the Megazord exists explicitly. Uh, it's not a secret. Because um, <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of times that's that... You don't need to hold that over the head of the Rangers every season. Like, maybe there's a special tool that will help you, <laughs> with these yeah, giant yeah. mods. No, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. We're just like, yeah, you'll, you'll have these awesome powers and things that you'll get to use, and including these big robots, and shows them some previews of that, you know? And yeah. uh, the Rangers are like, okay. And like they talk it over and, and, and so their mentor is like, so what do you think? Are you are you feeling up for this after your first fight? So he does kind of give him an out. Cause like he does kind of like, hey, you gotta try this, but then he's like, okay, so what do you think? Is this for you? And the Rangers look at each other and they're like, Yeah, this is dope. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, solid episode. Solid. Solid. Uh, I'll start my review first, I guess, and just say I, I feel like this was a seven. Um, just a nice, solid seven. Um, there were quite a few details that kind of added up to make it something that you can't really push to much of a higher score for me. 
Um, and especially the biggest one is just the Red Ranger is not that good. And I really hope he improves a little because right now, oof. Um, you know, if he can pull a Jaden and like Jaden was able to like bring out a lot more of his acting as time went on and like just do a lot of the scenes like a lot more compellingly, it could work yeah. out. But right now, really nervous about this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like that's like two points off. And then it's like a half a point for the robot uh, that just like doesn't, I don't hate it, but it's just like, please don't show me this much of the robot again. Just make it a very side character if it's going to be like this. Uh, and then also like a half a point for just like things taking too long and the choreography being a little sluggish is like roughly if I had to try to break it down. Um, but really just generally solid episode of the Power Rangers. Watchable. Like, didn't drag out at any point. I think the pacing in particular is really, like, commendable. Excellent. Yeah. And it's a, it's a one-episode intro. And, you know, we aren't... Uh, we aren't, like determine that it has to be a one episode intro but i think when they do a really good one episode intro it tends to work well because they don't spend a million years you know dancing around the issues or whatever obviously it doesn't always work the beginning of samurai is a one episode intro and it sucks yeah so uh you know yeah I, it's solid i don't know it's generally solid i I don't want to get my hopes too. I'm like so nervous now because I don't want to get my hopes too high. But I yeah. feel like this was kind of good. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree on the score. I was originally going to give it a 6.5, but you know what? Like, I enjoyed this considerably more than anything we've watched out of Samurai and Super Samurai. Um, and I remember, like, at best, like, Super Samurai and Samurai were reaching up to, like, a 6, you know, maybe even a 6.5 at certain times during a certain episode or something. But this one, I felt like I was genuinely having a pretty decent time watching. Um, you know, if the rest of the season is shit, so be it. But at least we got some enjoyment out of this, right? Yeah, and I will say this. I'm feeling open to trying to put together a best and worst and getting a guest for it. So we'll see, folks. But this season may actually merit that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also open to it. Um, but It might just be a guest that we, you know, that's like a friend that we have a lot. But still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that there are some hidden gems in this. Um, but, yeah. but, uh, based on what I know from everybody and what I hear, I'm also kind of expecting it to be a bit of a slog. So let's just, let's just be like, Hey, at least we enjoyed episode one quite a bit, huh? Yep. Live in the moment. Live in the moment. That's, that's what life's about. Rangers. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, Please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you. <laughs>